Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's Xavi. If you know me, I'm happy you're here. If you don't, I converted a moving truck into a tiny home amidst the pandemic, gave up my place, and hit the road. Starting in Vancouver, I drove to Miami and realized that there was too much adventure not to share. So to fill you in on my journey, the Play On Foundation presents the Two Degrees Podcast. Why two degrees? Because I'm now a snowbird and escaping two degree weather. I built the truck wrong and the majority of the weight is on the passenger side, so we're tilted at two degrees. But also, I'm going to catch up with industry professionals who I'm glad to call friends and bring you two degrees of separation away from them and what they do. So, welcome to the Two Degrees Podcast, brought to you by the Playon Foundation for Neurological Research and Brain Aneurysm Detection and Prevention. To learn more about the Playon Foundation, check out www.letsplayon.org. But for now, enjoy the show. But first, a quick word. Do you like mangoes? <laughs> of course you do. And if you don't, well, I'm sure there's a high chance you might know someone who does. Well, the Two Degrees Podcast is sponsored by Peeled Fruit. No, not just random fruit that's been peeled, but the children's book about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby. Available for delivery on bookbaby.com, bookshop.org, Barnes & Noble, Powell's, and Amazon, just to name a few of the retailers. It even ships worldwide. Check out at Peeled Fruit Book on Instagram for more information on how to get your copy of this heartwarming story. Peeled Fruit, illustrated by Rhoda Domingo. I, uh, hold on, I'm pretty. That's smart. Hold on one second. See if that works. Yes. Better? Yes, yes, yes. Sunset, sunset, sunset. <laughs> this is navigate past my laundry so keep looking at my face before i rotate <laughs> this thing you're currently in cape town fish. yes yes cape town that's wow. lion's head in the signal hill and i'll send you a video in the week of the ocean and the view it's so beautiful oh, here it's just beautiful. i gotta make it there i gotta make it there <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. How you been? I, I've been good. It's been mm-hmm. really good. I could eat all the carbs I wanted to, so that's... <laughs> I could eat whatever <laughs> I wanted to. It was great. <laughs> now I get to say... Uh, why is that, why is I'm that a, not I'm a recovering thing, though? just because I suppose having two careers needing to look a certain way or even though like Mm. standards have changed but when you start off in an industry and you have to be a certain weight or have like certain measurements it kind of sticks with you so you always expect that of yourself as well like you can never eat a pizza without a cheat meal right like going oh tomorrow I have to hit the gym Hmm. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I like your chair, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I did not pick it up myself. <laughs> My place came fully furnished. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. But let's get this started. 
Hey everybody, welcome yes, to the Two Degrees Podcast brought to you by the Play On Foundation. And today I have a wonderful guest with you who's coming all the way from the other side of the globe. And I'm so excited to get to talk to her because I'm so curious about the industry all the way on that end. It'd be really cool to work there too. That's also a goal to find. So one day, hopefully, fingers crossed, but everybody, Soraya Rose Santos. <laughs> <laughs> No red carpet, no one like you know playing a flute, introducing me. Oh, but, I mean, that don't was worry. I'll, I'll add that. In, I'll add that in post. I'll uh, give it a little. You'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> That's like our number one sitting here on the side as well. Every time something goes really wrong during something, everyone's like, "Oh, we'll just fix it in post." I'm like, "You can't fix acting in post oh, now, can you?" <laughs> So what's going on with you in regards to the industry and more specifically in regards to COVID? Because right now, that's it's a nightmare here where productions are shutting down left, right, and center just because of a positive test. How's it going there? Uh, well, uh, pretty much the same. And I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, about two months ago, if I'm not mistaken, we had, well, the scientists here had discovered the Omicron virus, the new variant. Mm -hmm. So instantly we were red listed. As a result, mm -hmm. I'm not too sure about the numbers, but as a result, our industry took a whacking of a hit from TV series, commercials, films. We lost, I want to estimate 40 million rand. I don't know how much that is in dollars, but it's a lot of money. Wow. It's a lot, a lot of money. It, it sucks because Obviously, I can't say which projects, but I was an option for two international projects that were going to shoot chat, and my options were released, and I was notified, no. should they decide to go, would have to re-audition the whole process, and South African actors have it hard because the auditions start and then make their way around the world, but the problem with South Africa, unlike the rest of the world, is they don't want to make stars. They want ready-made stars. You know, so hmm. it's very frustrating, especially when an international production comes here and they want to cast someone, but we don't have the following. Hmm. As opposed to giving us an opportunity. So coming back yeah. to what COVID's been like, it's it's been frustrating. I look, I think I was very close to a nervous breakdown a couple of times, but I kind of learned just to let go to invest in hobbies this is an open space this is an open space where i've had two breakdowns this this entire covid season so <laughs> if you want to share about that stuff. mental health oh this is this is this is camera the camera makes it look like that i wish it was it was that beautiful in person <laughs> pantino oh, someone sponsored this it's beautiful right oh that's that's a very hopeful goal right now because it's like we need to have I a fan in front of you. so bad. Don't do it. Don't. Always, don't. If you do always. not even I, just a fan. I want a, <laughs> I want a person waving of giant palm leaf. That's that's what I'm gonna add into my writer and future projects. Is I oh, demand I'm a fan waver. Can I tell you, after the first COVID, right, we could go back to work because actors were counted as essential service workers, which was amazing. And I was mm. doing a local TV show on one of our networks called Nzanzi Magic, called Fula Vala. 
And I was pretty excited. I never thought in my life I would do like a local soapy or anything like that. Um, Cause I just find the acting a bit challenging. You know, I'm too invested hmm. and I'm too invested. You know what I mean? Versus soapy acting. It's yeah. just like, if you're too invested in a soapy acting, it doesn't really read well with your, like on camera with the rest of the actors. Yeah. Cause the act just doesn't match up yeah. the energy. Yeah, just 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 say what's on the page, sweetie. No one cares about your <laughs> or imaginary. That's Stanislaus right now. Are we allowed to swear? Yes, yes. We to... definitely oh. are. Just check. <laughs> so, this isn't for the kids. This is if kids want to listen to this, they they already have therapy sessions booked after. If, no, no, no. If kids want to listen to this, then I mean, it's the perfect introduction to the industry. Fuck. Yeah. I wanted to be an artist. Fuck. Let <laughs> me light a cigarette for you while you while I tell you why that's not good. <laughs> oh, you want to be an actress? How much time you got? Okay, <laughs> everything. But I know people so, who can make yeah. you a star. <laughs> Yeah, I've been on that couch. Oh my god. Terrible joke. Um, so yeah, coming back to what I was saying, Conrad is an essential service worker going back to being on set after six months of not being on set. It it was amazing. It felt hmm. so good. But also it, in a weird way, it, it didn't feel normal anymore. You know, um, Set is such a sacred place. I usually call it like my church where you feed off of energy, whether it's catering all the way up to your crew, to your co-star, you feed off the people's energy. And now it's just like so cold. Um, you can't fist pump anyone. You, everyone has masks on. You can't read their facial expressions or anything, you know, and then on top of it, yeah. you get violated before you step on set, like copious amounts of times up here. Do you remember how cute my nostrils were? Now look at them. That's all the COVID tests. It constantly That's looks like I'm flaring my going in. Yeah. And we have to do sometimes, <laughs> not even kidding. <laughs> I have to do a COVID test tomorrow, actually. So we have to do one before shooting and then two on the day. What? Yeah. So we do a COVID test before shooting and then we do two on the day, like back to back. Okay. Okay. Isn't it'd be horrible? Oh, so that's that's not, like, no. that's standard. That's standard here. Is is you have to? It's both nostrils when you get a test. Yeah, but I mean, like you do one a day before, and then the next day on set. But twice in a day. Yeah, yeah. But in in total, three tests in twenty four hours. So they think you're gonna catch it on the day. I don't know. That's not my department. I just work there. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, sorry about that. That's a question for production. I just work there. Mm, mm, yeah. it's, it's been interesting getting, you know, the new normal. The new normal in yeah. the industry. But I'm not going to lie, I kind of went in with, after six months of downtime during the lockdown, I went in with the, um, I will take whatever job I get, and I'm no longer, 
feeling insecure about my craft. Like I need to level up because nice. I have to make backs to funds worth yeah. the work. And as South Africans, yeah. I feel like our artists are either, we have crab mentality. Do you know what that means? Like when you mm -hmm. see cab, mm -hmm. crabs getting captured and the one is trying to break out, they just bring it down. So we have that, yeah, yeah. which is not nice. And then mm. on top of it, we're so apologetic. I mean, you should actually play a drinking game if you ever meet a South African and have a shot for each time they say sorry. Bump into a wall. Oh, sorry. To the wall. Interesting. You know, we always apologize. Yeah. So it, it interesting. I'm curious now who's more apologetic, South Africans or Canadians? Oh, yeah. You guys are also nice. I forget. <laughs> yeah. We're very, we're very sorry people. <laughs> Yeah, and the way I compare it in regards to uh, like nationalities, where we're like Australians, except we'll apologize afterwards. Where oh. an Australian will go to your show and they'll tell you that it was shit, whereas a Canadian will go to your show and apologize oh, that he didn't have a good time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like South Africans will blatantly be like, "Yeah, no, yeah, yeah." Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, no. But it's great because we have a positive and a negative, so you never know what we're really saying. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, yeah no. We, all, we also yeah. do the, the positive negative just because it's like, yeah, no, it was good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The Afrikaans uh, saying here for yeah, no is like, yeah, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's, man. That's fun. So now, how it works here in regards to like COVID testing is so they'll space out the COVID test. You'll get COVID tested three times a week. And then it's like, if there's a positive COVID test, then they'll retrace who is around that person's department. That's cool. That's cool. Like Again, I just like, I, outbreak I just once. I just work there too. So it's like I just I just kind of just go with it. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, COVID test. Yeah, no. that's what's going uh, on. <laughs> I mean, I just experienced um, an outbreak I, once. I know my show. lines. Is that is that enough? <laughs> I just uh -huh. I came into be a prop. Like I okay, so uh, at the beginning of last year, I was on, um, it was supposed to be a three-week production, which turned into three months because of all the COVID outbreaks. Um, it was the beginning of last year, so I would say we were hitting our second wave during filming. And okay. there was one day where um, a co-star personally reached out to me and said, look, she just tested positive for COVID. And we were together in a scene a day before, mm. you know. I was like, uh, I don't know what to do. It's like four o'clock in the morning before I have to be at sets. I don't know what to do. My dear agents is fast asleep, everything. And it, it's weird because it puts like a certain pressure on you. Like, you know, this information production hasn't received it yet because they're still doing their own thing. Like your ADs, everyone are probably rushing to get to work. Your transport is outside. Yeah. Your agent's still asleep. What do I have to do to make the decision? Am I going to go to work today or am I not? And especially as the lead, I feel like it's a bit, 
So I, I thought I was doing the right thing by telling, I went down, I told my transport, I'm not going to go to work today. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, how? Oh, yeah, what do you mean? You know, kind of thing. I'm like, mm. don't worry. Uh, tell them I said, oh, I just need to hear back from my agent before I make any decisions right now. You know, and it, it felt like I'm the type of actor where I need my agent to hold my hand through everything. Like, I, I doubt myself a lot in choices. So I'm just like, I know this is not the right thing to do because there's so many people that go home to their mom and dad and maybe even grandparents. And if there's an outbreak on set, we all need to get tested before anything else, especially with the second wave, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm not going to go in. So obviously the driver gets to set and I'm, I'm not in the van. And production reached out to me before my agent. And it was that thing of, I cannot talk to you now until I speak to my agent. It was probably my first diva moment that I ever had. Um, nice. And then eventually spoke to my agents and my agent was like, I think we should all do COVID tests before anything. So we ended up all getting to set, all of us together, to do a COVID test. Mm-hmm. Which was great. It was funny. It was great. A lot of COVID tests. It was a lot. But like it was my fault as well. Like you can't help but feel guilty. Like I know I did the right thing. You can't mess around or fuck around when it comes to things like this, especially if there's going to be an outbreak on sex. But I also felt so guilty being like it was shut down for two weeks because like five other people tested positive. You know, I felt so Mm. guilty as like for the network, for everything. I was just like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's all because I didn't want to go to work. You're very much in two minds, even though you you know that you're doing the right thing. But also we're taught to be the type of people if you're in pain, if you're sick, anything, you just fucking go on and perform, you know? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So that's why I was like, uh, 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 it is a global pandemic. Am I doing the right thing? Should I just perform? Have you been in a situation like that? I luckily have not been. Um, I've been in situations where they say that somebody tested positive on set. But then they ensure us that, like, oh, but that's this department. So it didn't have anything to do with this. We caught, we found out and traced who they were in contact with. So then we resumed it. I haven't been part of a production that actually shut down, though. Almost did. But it was literally two days before they shut down the industry where we, we picture wrapped. Um I think like there was there was a word that was happening where it was like, oh, they're shutting down productions. So like we did overtime like two days in a row just to kind of get everything done. And then we get word the next day that the entire industry is is down. So I've been in that. Yeah. So dramatic. The only I was in was we all tested, all of us negative, shut the commercial, the next day we get a message, someone tested positive. I'm just like, hmm. and apparently we were all in that person's space because it was skeleton crew. And I'm just like, cool, now it's another test. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, it, I have my own position in regards to what they should do, but like, at the end of the day, I'm not a scientist. So what's my opinion going to matter? At the end of the day, we're just the talent, babe. We're just the talent. Yeah, we're just, we're just talent. We, uh, 
but it's like talking pop number thirty two. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to say that anymore. I think that's like a completely derogatory term in regards of this industry, where it's like they went through so many phases where I think right now they've settled on background performer as like your they don't call them extras anymore they don't call them uh i can't remember what was the other word before that but like no you are an artist as well so the union will fight for this you're right for you to call yourself a yeah <laughs> you're a talent so, you're not just a prop I, there's this great joke by trevor noah and look I, I first of all i'm just gonna say i love my south african film industry i really do but um we still have a long way to go you know, before hmm. we can, we have the capability, we have the potential, we just have a lot of learning to do. Um, so coming back, Trevor Noah has this amazing joke that says, South Africa always likes doing shortcuts, like the rest of the world is there. And South Africa decides, no, 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 we'll, we'll meet you there. We are, we are first going to do this way, like a shortcut, right? So by you saying, I'm like, no, they call it background artist. You know, you're an artist too. Yeah, it's still talking prop extract <laughs> oh gosh and then you kind of just have to yeah. own that title in the meantime <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know i was like one of the lead cast members on one film and um my second ad refused to allow me to go into my dressing room because he was convinced i was an extra and i had to fill out like you know the extra sign in and sign out and then I went to go hang out with the extras and stuff like, cause he just refused to believe I was one of the lead cast members. And I was like, cool. And the first AD is having a heart attack. Hmm. Like why am I not in hair and makeup? And I'm just like casually sitting there with everyone having a cigarette, you know, talking about why they um, became extra. Cause it's your time to chat to them, right? Cause usually when you're working on set and an yeah. extra, yeah. a, a extra comes up to you and it's like, so how did you break into the industry, everything? I, I sometimes get annoyed. I'm like, bro, this is time and place. Drop me a DM on like Instagram or something. I'm about to go and cry and like, you know, uh, pretend to get killed. So the last thing I want to talk about is how I got into the industry and mm. how you were so fantastic in your third grade play. Let's let's go for coffee uh, kind of a thing. So I thought this was the perfect opportunity to like have a conversation and everything. But of course, at this point, no one is taking me seriously because they just like, okay, yeah. cool. So you're not a you're not a real actor you just yeah with us i'm like actually i thought it is an extra i have you know and now i do like you know movies and stuff um so my first ad is running around all panicked and he's like why are you here this is not where you should be you should be in your dressing room so you know you're supposed to get ready for hair and makeup and everything i'm like talk to you all seconds he didn't want to mm. sign me in as a elite artist all because how i looked in hair and makeup Versus how I look without hair and makeup, you refuse to believe it was the same person. Interesting. Mm. Hmm. Makeup. I've 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 been in a similar situation where, um, yeah, I get to set, and then I'm directed where to go, and then I'm kind of redirected where it's like, oh no no no, you're supposed to go here. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm I'm just here. <laughs> so you're telling me to go here? You That's know where I am. To tell me where to go, bro. Yeah. No. So then now I'm I'm hanging out with, with all the background. And then I'm I'm 
like to the point where I'm having background breakfast. I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. It's a buffet style of, of eggs and uh, I'll, I'll take some of these nice tomatoes. Yeah, cool. And I'm eating breakfast. I'm just like chilling with everybody. <laughs> and then everybody's like, where's, where's our, where's our talent? Where's our talent? And I see this happening, but I was told to go here. So I'm going to enjoy my eggs and <laughs> Because Excuse otherwise you were gonna me. have to bring me breakfast. Wow. Okay. And with that, we are. That was the Two Degrees Podcast, brought to you by the Play On Foundation and Soraya Santos Rose. Thank you for that joke. That was good. <laughs> oh man. I also remember my first um, acting credit that I got. My first speaking line, where I remember the ad that was helping me and he was a total jerk to me on the last production i was on because i was an extra so it went from you need to stand here and go when i tell you or else we're gonna send you home to what kind of coffee can i get you anything can i well here's your trailer right here if you need anything just let me know i was like um you don't remember me do you no, you don't, because you are just one of those guys, you know, like, okay, whatever. So that was, that was my introduction to the industry was how multifaceted people are when it comes to your position on a production. Mm-hmm. I I don't think Fun I've time. ever really had that situation. Like I said, I started um, when I was still studying, I did the whole extra thing. And I was also crew because I knew I wanted to be in the industry, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to be an actor, if I wanted to be a director. Is this what during I wanted to your modeling or was this before modeling as well? After modeling, actually. Well, during. I would say during. Um, I started studying drama in, I'm going to say, 2012 till 2014. I was studying mm-hmm. drama and speech. Uh, but in between, like on my weekends, uh, I would find out any way that needed, like, you know, interns. Uh, or if they needed, like, you know, I don't know, hands, if they needed an extra, etc. I just, I knew I'd love to act, but I wasn't sure if that was for me. I honestly wasn't sure. So I don't know if it's because I started off in crew or as a background that those are my favorite people on set to hang with. Um, as a result, it's, I would say when I walk onto set, it's like, even when I like go to jujitsu or if I go out partying and stuff, like the majority of my industry friends are crew, their crew or their, the stunts or their background. Do you know what I mean? I have a couple of amazing active friends as well, but majority of them are our crew. So whenever I walk yeah. on, like even when I go for smoke breaks, it's always with the crew. Where's Resh? Probably hanging out with the crew, you know, kind of a thing. I have this one yeah. epic photo from um, a film I did called Buys Cafe. And it's just like me having a cigarette with my I, DOP. I've been trying to find that film for so long. I just have to tell you that. So if you I have know it, it, please feel free to send it, it my way. At, um, I know it premiered in Canada now recently at the South Asian Film Festival. When you say Which recently, was, think, like last year or this year? Yeah, like about two, three months ago. I still jumped on off like a, a Zoom after the screening, which was like 
at midnight okay. my time. It was like hmm. 4 p.m. for you guys. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, it was that thing of I had a top on and then my PJ pants at the bottom. <laughs> That's fair. Is that what you're doing right now? <laughs> you, can, you can admit it. It's okay. <laughs> this is that kind of podcast. Why do you think I haven't, I haven't stood up yet for an intro? I'm like, hey, guys. How you doing? I'm just going to lean here. Look at my cheekbones instead of my PJ pants. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like oh, I said, the okay. crew. I gotta, I gotta try my best to track that down again. To track what? The film, unless you have it. Oh, but feel free, send it my way. I don't have. It. I don't. I'll hmm. ask my brother because okay. my brother is in Toronto and he is, I want to say, my number one fan. Anything that I'm in, he orders the DVD and he has like three copies of everything. Oh, that's awesome. So I'll ask him if he has copies. Yeah, he's so sweet. Awesome! 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 Yes, Although I did this movie, photo. my cast photo. Oh, I have to find oh, your the cast smoking photo, photo for you. Yeah, yeah, I'll find it for you, and I'll send no, it. No, no. <laughs> my mind is like on a million topics. No, it's all good. It's also there's that there's the delay while technology is trying to bring me on the east on the west coast here, and then you in South Africa together and. There's there's a tiny bit of a delay, but that's all right. We're making we're managing we're making it happen. It's just we're giving it a beat before we reply, right? <laughs> See, this is this is the industry. This is why this is working so well. We just know. We just know. Take the beat. Take the yeah. take the moment. And work with it. But my face really hurts from smiling so much. Oh my goodness. So then, from your extra days, what was the transition like into your principal days? I mean, it's that thing of, it's cool. It's amazing when it happens. I hope I do the job justice. But you don't really feel it in the sense of every production that you get. One day, you might be the number one on call sheet. The next job, you're like 101. You know, I honestly believe in that saying, there are no small parts. There really isn't. Hmm. Anything that you do, it's to push the, the story forward. What are you going to bring to the table? You got this part. Whether it's a big part or a small part, you got it because you did something right in the audition. You are exactly what they wanted for the character. So bring that to life. Have fun with it. Whether you're there for a day, whether you're there for all the days. Um, so that doesn't really matter to me. I, when I say... I honestly love my job, whether I get to be there for a second or throughout, I'm just happy to be there. And I'm so grateful because there's a lot of people you meet and when you tell them I'm an actor, they go, oh, I, I wish I, I was that, you know, I've always wanted to be an actor. And it breaks my heart when people say that because like, why didn't you? It's the best thing ever. It's like keeping yeah. your inner child alive. So every day that I get to be on set, especially because it's tough, it's really, really hard and hearing yeah. After COVID, how many people decided to quit? How many people didn't work out? You sit in a very comfortable position, you know, like I, I can wake up every morning and know I either have a casting or I've booked this and this and this. So uh, the transition, it's just, it was cool. I get to do what I love. You know, I felt like a rock star. I'm like, cool. Every morning I wake up, I get to do what if, I love. If you started in this industry, let's say, 
three years, four years later, do you think you would still have that same confidence going through this pandemic? Because personally, I don't think if I was in the industry as long as I was when the pandemic hit, I would have probably fallen into that category of not pursuing it anymore. Because I feel like, I don't know if this is the same in, in South Africa, where I feel like COVID has allotted an opportunity for local artists to get bigger roles. And because I, along with a whole bunch of other friends here in Canada, have put in their time, and I've been in the industry for over near a decade and more now, now they're at the front of the line in terms of local pickings. Is that what you're experiencing in a way? I mean, first of all, I would say, um, coming back to the first question that you had, when I got into this industry, I understood that an overnight sensation is 10 years of hard work. It doesn't just happen like that. To some people, yes. But if you're entering this expecting a leading role, expecting instant fame, anything like that, go find another job. No, 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 no. Not even not even in, in regards to that. This more just specifically because of the pandemic and COVID. Where it literally took I, Yeah. I, I think I think I, I still would have been had the same mentality. It would just be a lot hmm. more frustrating. Uh, but when it's things that you cannot control you cannot get mad at it. It just means, okay, like your goal is still the same, just um, your motivation and your obstacles to get there. Uh, let's refer to Robert Cohen's goat, goal, obstacle, tactic, expectation. Yes, I'm a drama freak. Um, so your goal then changes the same. Your expectation still remains the same. What is the tactic that you're gonna use to overcome your obstacles? So I would say like, if I was new to the industry, and I had not been doing it as long, I wouldn't have used my six months as a holiday. I would have used my six months mm. as prep. You know, going back to old notes, looking at everything from Stanislavski to Laban, you know, really working on myself. I did that for the first two months and then I was just like, oh, let's learn how to make banana bread, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, I, my mentality would have been the same, but my approach would have been very different. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. It wouldn't have the carbs. Um, but also with your second thing, so uh, we do have we do have a lot of amazing, amazing local talents, and they are stepping up. There's a lot of local films being produced and everything. Um, our markets though are very segregated in terms of our audience is very segregated because it's very different cultures. So we have like an Afrikaans market, we have an English speaking market, um, we have an Indian market, we have urban market. So we have a lot of segregation and the channels cater for these very much in it. And my biggest issue that I have here, why I don't do so well in South Africa, and this has been notes that I've been given a lot of the times is I have a, a brand that's not relatable. Yeah because I don't, I'm mm. mixed race, right? My, my mom is a mix of Spanish and Portuguese and my dad is Indian. So I don't really fit into the stereotype, if you will. 
of being mixed race. Although South Africa has vast mixed races, I don't relate to the markets because I can't speak Afrikaans because I don't have a certain accent, which I can get the accent, no problem. But uh, it's almost like they would rather hire someone that has that authentically versus me. I'm cool with that. I mean, I heard there's a lot of space in LA and bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. No, I feel that. Like I was also gonna gonna really dive into that and what your insight on that would be, because like not only is South Africa diverse, but the industry is also it feels very segregated in a way where you have such a big Bollywood market, you have such a big Nollywood market, as well as you have that market that Netflix is taking advantage of. And and I see a lot of South African content coming to mainstreaming, but it's like, there's not a lot of South African talent. Oh, I can give a, a shout out to Shamila Miller in Dead Places. Just because she's one of my really good friends and that's a dope show. <laughs> Mm, fair enough fair enough all right i don't i need to check that out see if that's here though is that international or is that just south africa yeah well it's it's pretty international i know it dropped on uh netflix brazil before it came to south africa and i was dying to watch it because um among casting directors they always confuse us like we're considered each other's competition love her so much uh we even have in our instagram bios had the stunt doubles (laughs) That's so funny. Have you guys, so you guys have like worked together and you have a, a very close relationship? We haven't worked together yet. I'm waiting for someone to write a script of us being sisters. Like we even have a beauty spot in the exact same place. We're the same height, more or less the same skin tone, have That's the so same fun. hair. It's, yeah, no, it's great fun. It's so much fun. I walked into a casting hmm. once and, and they were very confused with my name and they kept looking down at the paper and looking at me and they're like, you're Surya. And I'm like, yes. Are you related to Shimila in any way? And I'm just like, no, but I can see where you're getting at. Thank you. <laughs> and then Shimila gets the part. She like kills it every time. Like I want to say, like I tell her to her face, oh, I auditioned for it. I'm so jealous. But I'm not mad, bro. Like, well done. High five. But I'm so jealous. Well done. But I'm, mm. Like, do you have someone that's mm. a dear friend that you love so much, but you guys are literally in the oh, same yeah. category? Oh, yeah. 100%. Alex Malari Jr. We we went to the same high school together too, and he got into the industry before I did, and he actually gave me like the tools I needed to get into principal acting. So like when I started showing interest, he was the guy I went to, and he pushed me in the right direction. And yeah, no, I'm I feel eternally indebted to that man. So maybe maybe I could get my writer fingers in it and have some kind of story where you and your twin and me and my twin have some kind of something going on exactly. i don't know you can make that happen kind of like that movie <laughs> what's the movie with the earring where uh, the hot chick oh yeah 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 something along that's, uh, line rob that schneider oh man that was a yes. classic you guys turn into us we turn into you like a freaky friday kind of a thing hmm Wait, wait, I saw this meme. Oh, but it's on this phone. Well, I'll show you. I'll send you the meme afterwards, but I'm going to we'll insert it. Yeah, it'd be great. Sounds good. Fix Sounds it good. Bo-
and we'll be right back after this short message. But in the meantime, don't forget to connect with us on our Instagram, at PlayOn2013, and tell us what you think about the show. Do you like mangoes? <laughs> of course you do. And if you don't, well, I'm sure there's a high chance you might know someone who does. Well, the Two Degrees Podcast is sponsored by Peeled Fruit. No, not just random fruit that's been peeled, but the children's book about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby. Available for delivery on bookbaby.com, bookshop.org, Barnes & Noble, Powell's, and Amazon, just to name a few of the retailers. It even ships worldwide. Check out at Peeled Fruit Book on Instagram for more information on how to get your copy of this heartwarming story. Peeled Fruit. Illustrated by Rhoda Domingo. Now, back to the show. Um, so, going back to you being within the diverse industry and you having had your foot in Bollywood, you having had your foot in Nollywood, you having had your foot in the mainstream stuff as well. And then you also mentioning earlier that South Africa already kind of wants a star. What do you think? makes that in the industry do you think that comes from grooming or do you think that just comes from a lucky break oh that's hard I, I think it's it's a combination of both I know like you know if you have a scandal with something it, it blows you up and the only scandal hmm. I have is that I haven't watered my plants this week you know oh scandal scandal <laughs> That's the only thing that I have. I have nothing. I I do feel like maybe I'm not interesting enough personally because mm. I, I dedicate everything I have, or well, majority of what I have to the craft. Like if I am not working on sets, I am practicing jujitsu, learning weapon training, or I'm constantly reading, like I don't party as much. Well, it's kind of hard in a global pandemic. Um, I don't do what I like to call civilian things, you know? I, I'm mm. always looking to better myself as an artist. Like, uh, what's gonna make me more interesting compared to the next person in the room? What can I bring to yeah. the table? If they want someone that can throw knives, oh, I can do it. If they want someone that can, I don't know, do a forward flip, I can do that. So I'm always looking at those mm. kinds of things and I suppose, that's what makes me uninteresting. Um, hmm. We don't really have, yeah, we don't have like managers or anything here. We And PRs are so expensive, so, so expensive. Um, yeah. And I, I do struggle, like, because you're a dear friend and when you asked me to do this, I was like so keen because we get to talk about the industry, we get to catch up. Um, but in general, when it comes to interviews, I'm not a huge fan of interviews. I don't understand yeah. why, you know, people ask me about my my life or an, an interview when I'm here to promote a movie. I don't know why the top thing Googled about me is who I'm dating. Like, what does that mm. have to do with my job? Did yeah. I make you laugh? Did I make you cry? Mm. Did I make you feel something? That's all that matters. You know, and, and lately I found myself, um, because the life was very, very tough uh, job-wise, 
and I do love creating content. And I feel like people give influencers a lot of a hard time. Look, some people deserve it. Other people don't. Uh, creating content is super, super hard. So I had an opportunity yeah. to present itself during lockdown to become an influencer um, for a brand. And I was like, sheesh, I don't know if I want to do it because, you know, it's, it's that thing of people always like, you're an actress, you're a model. Now you're an influencer. What, what are you? Pick one. You know, but that's the thing in South Africa. You have to be multi-faceted. Is that the correct sentence? Yeah. 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 You have to be multi-faceted to make it work. You have to have, so many jobs because what you guys get paid for the day is probably what I will make in a month or a week <laughs> or a week because we, we, we don't really have a union that protects us. Um, we don't have the greatest rates. So we have to look for revenue and copious amounts of jobs to keep our dreams alive. You know, if yeah. I, for my modeling career, which I get very much bullied about within the film industry, um i don't think i would be able to be an actress because my modeling pays what kind of bullying what what do they say about you know, your modeling it's just career? that thing uh, like you know a couple of uh director mates or and i say term mates because we are friends i mean the industry is quite small on the international side like you're always working with the same people because there's a very handful of people that can do like american british accents everything so it's it's like a little family and they're always bullying me they're like oh you're not bad for a model and, you know, it's like, ha, 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 that was funny 60 times ago. <laughs> now it's just getting offensive and annoying. <laughs> or it's that thing of, like, going to a casting director, no makeup, in a T-shirt, hair tied. Mm. Like, I just woke up and I walked in there, and the casting director would be like, oh, my, I don't know why you try so hard to be sexy. This is the role of a bag teller. Um, we don't need a model it's for serious acting. And I'm just like, you saying this before, like you mm. roll the camera, just roll the camera. And this is with having a reputation in the industry, with people knowing your work and everything. Oh. It's, it's still, they, they very much have that. And it, it's also very frustrating, like when it comes to like Bollywood or South African Indian films, or even some of the local work I've done. Um, what I love about international is they do give you a lot of creative freedom. Sometimes you just have to hit your mark, say what you're told by the director, cool. Um, but there's a lot more creative freedom, especially if it's a small part, like they don't have time to nitpick with the acting because they like yeah. on a, a time shift. But you get in there and you're like, cool, I've prepped this character this way. This is how I'm gonna perform it. Uh, with local, there's a bit of a struggle to get on the same board, like the same vision I, I found with a lot of people I've worked with. So I, I would perform it a certain way and they were like, no, I want more. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you like a little bit more. And then it's to the point where I'm like, if I give you any more at this point, this character is going to come across so unrelatable, so annoying. Like it's, it's basically theater acting within a film, but you, you show you want more. Mm. And he's like, that's exactly what I wanted. And I'm just like, at that point, I need to realize it's not about me. It's not about what I want to do. I am a humble vessel and service provider to make your dream and vision come to life. So I'm going to shut the fuck up and give you what you want. 
with a smile on my face. Mm. You want more? Let's give you more. Let's, you give, know? It. <laughs> uh, let's give you more until you tell me to tone it down. <laughs> I kind of wish I brought the plants in closer. It would have looked really pretty covering the area. I could have pulled the show. <laughs> you can see a few <laughs> leaves. <laughs> Leave me alone. I guarantee this what is not South what Africa's <laughs> What South Africa I'm so good at dad um, jokes, I'm ready to be a father. I'm not mad at that one. I'm not mad at that one. <laughs> What's South Africa's, I guess, climate in regards to artists that just want to do stuff, like the free work. So for example, in LA, you can reach out to random people and you can get a film crew together in a few hours and it'd be a no budget type of production and it would turn out to be something like you can use where Canada, you have a very niche um, collection of people who won't, they'll only work together or something. So to break into that community is super hard, but you know, you can get something done if you have that right community. What's it like in South Africa where can you just reach out to your friends and other so filmmakers and be like, let's make something? Yeah, we, we literally have both of those circumstances that you just described. Um, I would say here in Cape Town, it's definitely much... Um, where you can just reach out to someone and be like, cool, this is my concept, whatever. They, they, it is a very small community, which is great. Um, so I, I think it, it is that thing of you can make it, but also knowing how frustrating it is not getting paid, not having work coming in. You can't take it seriously. Well, you can't take it to heart when someone bails on you last minute because they booked the job or they have money coming mm. in. So there's a lot of those factors. Um, some people are a bit flaky. Like, you know, you get those people that say, yeah, yeah, we should so collab, we should so work on something. When it comes down to it, they know where to be found or they're always busy. So I think it just depends. I, I did write and direct my own film last year, which was proper, proper skeleton crew. It was a lot of fun. It was just like experiments. I just need to get out of my system. Am I... A director and my writer because like I said to you before going into the industry I wasn't sure where I wanted to be I just fell in love with acting so I just wanted to get it out of my system see um, what it what it's like uh, definitely not a script writer I can tell you that for free uh, directing I I noticed that like I had a certain a certain vision but I was very bad at communicating it need to work on my communication skills and I would get so frustrated like how do you not understand what's happening in my, my head like how do you not understand um like what do you what do you mean you don't understand um so I would get hmm. really frustrated when the DOP didn't deliver on the image I had in my head uh but it was really cool because I got to do it with um some pretty, I don't want to name the people just yet because it's gonna still trying to sass out, get like funding, festival vibes. But I will, mm. I will drop you a link out. Um, it did get picked up for funding. 
uh, recently, which is very exciting. I got the news early on today, actually. Um, nice. But it's just that thing of it, it takes a long time. And I had to give up um, two jobs to make my own baby work. And it was very hard to do. Hmm. Because I, I wanted to do both these jobs. One was a comedy show. And the other one was very, very drama driven. But I knew I, I wouldn't get the opportunity of working with this DOP. Again, it was only like in this time period that we could make it happen. Uh, so I think if people, and, and there are some people here, there's an amazing director actually, Ryan Kruger, who just makes it happen. He has an idea. He rounds up his friends. We fucking shoot it. Before you know it, it's edited, it's out there. It's like traveling the globe in festivals. It's visited like two shows that we've done. Oh, sorry, two films. This is me, two shows. This is how I talk to the muggles. Two shows that I've been in. Um, <laughs> two films that he's done, short films. I have uh, gone to Toronto. The one was picked up, turned into a full film. It's called Fried Barry. It's pretty mm. intense. Shout out to Ryan Crew, Fried Barry. It's pretty it's it's experimental. That's a very uh, broad word, especially in 2022. But let's put it this way: Carol Baskin's and she her her review was just like, oh, 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 <laughs> Carol Baskin's. Yeah, from Carol Baskin. Nice. I don't know. I'm I'm still curious to hear the stories of different areas in the world and how people break out in regards to oh, not I necessarily becoming a name. I haven't been putting like the right stuff on, so I've been breaking out. Not it. that breakout. You don't you put your <laughs> you put your pimples back. Y'all want to see tables? <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, the camera's here. Sorry. Well, that's another curious thing where it's like, what's your relationship with accents? And when did you start the American accent? And has that been an asset or has that been something that's kind of inhibited or stunted you in a way? No. Okay. So first of all, I have an older brother and an older sister that are very good with accents and we're, we're years apart. I think my brother and I are five years apart. My sister and I are almost three years apart. And my brother's favorite movie to watch was Bad Boys. And he knew it in line for line. And he would say it hmm. like, you know, with the accents. So growing up, I, I picked up on accents very easily because my mom has a pretty thick Portuguese accent, although she denies it. Um, my dad had like a very South African accent with small hints of Indian and Afrikaans. So I grew up in a home that had a lot of accents. I grew up in a home that was very multicultural. Uh, and my siblings just, that's the way we bonded. You know, we would like talk to each other like mm. this and everything, like we would make jokes. Our family made it like family reunion, mama and dad kind of thing. And uh, moving into its drama, I never forget when I was studying, Uh, I got very sick at the end of my third year uh, and I couldn't attend a lot of classes, but they were doing phonetics and accents. And my principal still told me, don't stress because this one you have in the bag, it's fine. 
I, mm. I could never read phonetics. I struggled to read phonetics. I'm the type of person I can hear an accent, and then if you give me like maybe 20 minutes to prep it, I can do it. And it's helped me so much in the industry because not many people here can do it. Uh, there's, like I said, there's a small community of us that do the international things because it's probably, mm. I would say, one, maybe like three in each category of age that can do a really good American accent, a really good British, etc. Some people just, uh, it's very difficult, difficult if you come from an Afrikaans home to lose that accent. You know, some people have like a strong South African or African accent, which is very hard for them to lose. Um, but I was, like I said, a bit of a theater nerd, like a huge drama geek. So uh, I was constantly learning how to speak from like, you know, you can speak from your fupa, you can speak from your chest. You can speak from your throat. You can speak through your nose. So I find this like incredibly interesting because I grew up in like a very small Indian community uh, where my neutral accent was very soft-spoken. I'm not even gonna joke, before I started studying drama, this is literally how I spoke. Like I was very nasal and everything. I could still do accents, but this was like my neutral voice. And then I read a book by... Yeah, I read a book. I can't remember who the author was, but I think it was Linklage, um, freeing the natural voice and just constantly working at it. Like those, those warm ups, those exercises that they teach you in uh, drama school are actually legit. You know, yeah. <laughs> I thought this was just like a bunch of hoo ha. Why am I walking around the room pretending I have a trunk? <laughs> it really really taught me how um, <clears throat> accents is so in tune with habitual holding patterns and your social circumstances like the area you grew up in how the people around you sound etc so i figured that's how i would sound in life until one day i decided to, to break it i'm like <clears throat> if i can work out and change the way my body looks why can i not change the way i sound but can I tell you in everyday life, like when you go out and so my favorite thing to do is every day I will try, I will practice at least five of my accents every day, just the general ones to keep it like, yeah, if I go to a casting tomorrow, it's fresh. It's right here, guys. You, what you want me to do American? It's right here. Like, I don't even have to stress about it. I will go into it naturally. So I use this in my everyday life, not knowing that like, Sometimes I'll just come across and be like, hi, can I please get a bottle of water? Thank you so much, darling. You know, like I, I just keep it here all the time and I do it in my everyday life that some of my friends that aren't even in the, in the industry will tell me, so how many personalities do you, do you have? I'm like, hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no personalities. <laughs> but it's, it's so interesting because I, I need to be able to practice it every day. It's not like you can go to the gym and just do it. I'm yeah. not going to talk to myself in the mirror. If I'm out somewhere and I just feel like it just needs to come on naturally, you need to allow it, right? It's your way of practicing just in case. Because we have an amount mm. of international shows like And one of the main things that they're looking for in a casting is like a general British, a general american and so on and so forth so you always have to be on the point of that canadian i struggle with though because for some reason i 
I hope the Canadians don't hurt me for this. For some reason, I always slip into American. It's it's if you're not from there and you don't know the difference, it's, it's really hard, guys. But then with that, it's like when people think of a Canadian accent, it goes more into a very stereotypical countryside e accent, which I don't think yeah. is fair. Because and then you put a second word, e. Close, <laughs> close. <laughs> but like even with that, where I grew up in Toronto and I'm around communities and that don't sound anything like that. And it was a very common thing to be told that I don't sound Canadian when it's like I, I never really understood what that meant because I'm influenced by everything American anyways and I grew up that way. So when people say this, like, oh, you sound like you're from the States. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what you think Canadians are like and then it goes back to like the stereotypes of oh you you think we live in igloos and we know everybody's name by their first name and it's like no that doesn't make sense yeah no that's a thing that's that's a legit thing well people... I, yeah, yeah, I get that like what if you're from South Africa why are you why don't you live in a hut those kinds of things yeah like do you guys so, you, you, I know you it's have TikTok what... do you not have Google yeah it doesn't make any sense where people are that narrow-minded to think that oh yeah no you you guys live in in snow houses it's like oh wow that sounds very romantic but no that's absolutely not what's going on up north can i just oh. say right now I'm, I'm sorry to divert but because you said a snow house i'm picturing how beautiful that would be right now because it's hot as hell it is so hot it's mm. yeah like i have the air con I have to tell you what the temperature is and what do you guys use degrees Celsius or is that the thing? Well, we use Celsius, um, but we're actually in San Diego right now. We're in California enjoying the not snow. You're in California? So, we're in California. <laughs> there we go. That's in like Fahrenheit. Wait, 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 wait there. You see it? Whoa. Oh, I wish. I wish. Humidity. That so sounds cozy. Said, that's why my hair is tied up. <laughs> that sounds cozy. I would love to be at 95 degrees right now. Oh, it's so hot. It's honestly so hot. Like, if you go outside, you get a tan. Do you remember how fair I was when we met in London? How, like, fair I was now? But that Summer. was London, though. What are you gonna What are you gonna do in London? You're gonna lose your tan in London. That's just Wait. colonialization at its prime. You go somewhere and you lose your tan, <laughs> even though it's summertime. <laughs> so when you were in London, was that also? Um, were you doing acting classes there? Were you pursuing the industry there, or? In all honesty, you just uh, sl slinging bottles at Cirque. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> um, so the the full story of why I ended up in London, um, a really big agency wanted to pick me up, and I was like, amazing. So I sold up everything here, and I went to London to start my life, and I didn't even get to meet the agent. I met their assistants. 
and they're like, no, you're great. You're everything we want, but what work do you have coming up? And I'm like, nothing. Isn't that like your guys' jobs? Get me into the room and, you know, schmooze, do my thing, get the job. And they're like, no. And then I was like, damn, now I'm in another country where I've, which is incredibly expensive compared to my home. Um, I, where I have like a decent name and, you know, reputation in my industry back home and I have nothing here. Uh, yeah. It was very difficult to find an agency, uh, even in modeling. So I was like, cool, let me just get um, a good job that keeps my energy alive. So I was like, a waitress at a nightclub would be fun. Uh, did that. And I think it was almost like, I don't know if it was the nightlife or just the, those two rejections kind of thing. Cause it's very difficult to go from having something or it was humble. I needed it. It was very difficult to leave as like, let's say a leading woman in a form to another country where no one gives a fuck about you and you need to eat and you're like, cool. So I lost myself a bit being like, uh, I, maybe I just shouldn't be an actor, you know, it's, these people aren't willing to take a chance in me. What makes me think I deserve a chance? It was, oh, self-pity, woe is me, woe is me kind of a thing. So I kind of just took a break from the industry. I took a break from modeling, from acting, and I worked, as, worked on myself as a person. And then they were casting for a film called Triggered which I'm pretty sure you guys can get on your side. It was bought by Samuel Golding Films. Um, hmm. you I think I watched it. that one. Sure um, yeah, where that was the one you like guys had bombs attached to you? Yes. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all coming back to you now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, they're casting for that. <laughs> if you put the scene in this, I'm just going <laughs> to. Uh, and cut the scene. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Where the fuck <laughs> is Bobby? <laughs> That's all I say in the movie. Yep. Spoiler. Uh, they're casting for that. And uh, my agent reached out to me, which was weird because obviously I haven't done any work for like an hour, like a year. It was a request cost and they reached out to me and they're like, yo, they really want to see you tape for originally audition. I think I got the sides for Amber and I was like, okay, cool. Did it, booked it. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm going to, I flew back to South Africa a day before my birthday and we, I went into my wardrobe on my birthday and we started shooting and I was just like, how did I ever think for one second in my life, I was made to do anything else but act. You know, mm. I was just like, Soraya, what were you doing? Finding yourself. What were you doing? This is exactly where you fucking needed to be. Like how, you know, and even though it was like, you know, it wasn't that like emotionally investing or anything. It wasn't like a hectic part where you had to isolate yourself for months on end thinking about the character. 
was simple given circumstances. It's an ensemble piece. It was fun. It's like an American splasher. There's no real heart in it or anything like that. I was just like, how fuck did I ever convince myself during my pity party and self-loathing that I should be doing anything else with my life? Being in front of the camera is the safest place I know. And I've, I've put myself in like, you know, trying to put my life in little suitcases and drag myself all over the world looking for purpose or looking for a home. I never felt like I belonged anywhere. But the camera is one place that I honestly feel like this is home. It is the most comfortable place. If anything, I don't know if it's because I, I get to hide behind names or characters, but I don't think I can ever be comfortable anywhere else. It is my home. It's literally should be my postal code. Like, Sreya, where do you live? In front of a camera. <laughs> That's well, so you warming. I love that. <laughs> but I mean, that's what it felt like. I was like, I needed to go through that humble experience to touch base with my human side, <laughs> you know, and bring that in front of the camera. Because I'm literally like, hmm. every time I, I even think I'm going to get into a relationship, I'm like, ooh, but he might break your heart. And then I go, but wait. You turn pain into paychecks every day. Please break my heart. There's some additions coming up. It's almost season, sir. Break it real good. This industry has created a monster, but a very, very lovely story with respect to that, where it's like, it's, it's, I think, I think there is a lot of truth behind that, though. <laughs> where it's just like I don't know I don't know because I'm I'm in the exact same boat when it comes to that where it's like I love going through experiences because it's only it's something that I just get to add to the library of emotions and feelings where it's like oh man my friend's dog died and they're sad Mm. <laughs> it's like oh why am I thinking that <laughs> but then at the same time it's like it's something <laughs> yeah 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 so. it's like when someone really starts a fight with you and you can feel like you want to cry and you're going through the pace and the emotion but you're not crying you're holding that cry in and as soon as they leave you run to the mirror and you just let it go and you go enough save it you have a self tape later <laughs> why are we like this oh. i really don't know but i think it's absolutely amazing it's it's great it's honestly one of my favorite things to do um hmm. it's also no but it's, a, it's interesting how you phrased it too because i think i think it's it's very important to highlight that where you said it's it's a very safe place to be so even when it's, we're experiencing life and we're living life it's like we can't really be us in normal life so then it's right. like allowing ourselves to free up in front of a camera is is very therapeutic in that aspect i think the camera and it's so interesting watching people that aren't in the industry in front of a camera like even to take a photo this is the instant go-to you know or hmm. oh 
Are you just thing? going through my Instagram right now and, and making fun of all my poses? <laughs> well, honey, it's a true fit. Uh, it's, it, for me, it's just the most interesting thing to see how people can get so awkward in front of a camera. And hmm. maybe it's because we also notice how awkward it is. Well, for me, I notice how awkward it is because you cannot lie in front of the camera. I think that's what people take for granted when they describe acting. They're like, oh, so are you acting now? Um, acting is not lying. Acting is living truthfully yeah. under imaginary circumstances. So every time I'm crying, I'm crying from something that happened to me in reality, or I'm imagining mm. that it's something I have gone through. You cannot lie in front of a camera, yeah. guys. The camera sees you lying. You cannot fake this whole yeah. thing of fake it till you make it is absolute bullshit as well. I don't know where it came from. You cannot do that in front of a camera. You can be a great pretender, yes. Um, but you cannot mm. lie in front of a camera. Camera captures you at your most vulnerable moments always. And that's why I say it's a safe place because it's the one place where I can, it's like therapy, right? Kind of selfish why I love being an actor because I can deal with all my shit and I don't need to go to a therapist. I just need to like book a pot and deal with all my shit in front of the camera, have my own cathartic experience while giving my audience a cathartic experience and move on. Yeah. I feel that. I empathize you with that. Just that. I was just like, I bared my heart and soul to you and you just gave me a K. It's like sending someone a message and they And this right. is where I cut to where the fuck is Bobby? <laughs> That's what you want me. <laughs> they want to cut to like a Bollywood dance number over here. Fuck this. Oh my goodness. No, but yeah, I I, I definitely have to to empathize with that word. Just like the camera is like an equalizer in that where nobody is allowed to be fake in front of a camera. And I think being able to master your own self in front of a camera is, is the craft. And that's where, you know, all the years of trauma really get to shine through and, and we can acknowledge it. I think that's the important thing is we can acknowledge it when we're in front of the camera. And then when it's off, then we go back to lying to ourselves and pretending everything's okay. <laughs> I would say, I think the only time I lie is, is like in normal situations. I can't lie in front of a camera, but I'll lie in normal situations. And they go, my favorite is um, when you have to do the whole thing of justifying your CV to people. Um, so you're an actor. Mm. What have you been in that scene? I'm like, so you're a lawyer. What cases have you done that I would have known of? Yeah. You know, I'm just like, how? Yeah. Why are we not asking people that? You're an accountant? I mean, do you mind doing my taxes? <laughs> oh, my God. Why are we not asking people these questions? Or the worst is when your friends introduce you to their friends, being like, this is my friend Soraya. She's an actress, but not in porn, like a real actress. <laughs> <laughs> this is why stay but home. they do get paid a lot in porn so it's like uh, <laughs> why am I not getting paid as much as them <laughs> <laughs> signs up to only <laughs> <laughs> oh Soraya 
it's been it's been it's been good it's been it's been fun oh man but no do you have anything coming up right now or are we still in in, a, in a waiting phase for production? i'm not allowed to i'm not allowed to can't talk about it yet mm. but that's exciting though you have you have your your baby that's that's your baby it's something you get to call your own so super proud yeah, of that make that's... sure let me know when that's ready because this I isn't going to go out for maybe a month ish so if it's ready by then let me know and then i can drop it in the description it's for everybody to see but i do have something coming up on that? amazon Prime. i was going to say that's going to take some time i still have to shoot the film now with funding but i do have something that's going to okay. be dropping on amazon prime netflix and hbo later this year can't say what though which sucks wow well, nice. you're going to say look out for awesome. the spice Congrats. on Amazon Prime and Netflix. Look out. All the pimples and everything. Just Yes, there. how beautiful are they, you guys? <laughs> how beautiful are my pimples? They, they, like, I grew I them every myself. Every time we've spoken, you've had a little friend always with you. I think every time, like, so, we've had an opportunity to catch up. Of- There's always been a little friend. So I think it's because like usually I don't get pimples, right? Like in general, I don't. But if I'm working, just the sun, the lights, the makeup, because obviously set makeup is very oily and your face cannot breathe. And I'm that person. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's makeup, a big thing I'm too, is I always ask them. Oh, oh man, the where it's like, off. yeah, don't use oil. that. But then at the same time, it's like they get a completely different set of makeup for me as well. Because sometimes they'll have like oil-based stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you can't use that on my skin. Thanks, but no thanks. And then afterwards, yeah, hot towel. That's 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 where I live. You're in front of the camera. I'm hot towel. That's my postal code. That's my zip code. Where I need the hot oh, towel at the end of the day. I was say, no. <laughs> if I have a good face of makeup on, I'm not wasting that shit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a bomb ass selfie in my hotel room maybe go to dinner with that makeup face and then afterwards wash it off so this is the result i've been shooting non-stop this week by the way it's the new year already started shooting but mostly nice. photo shoots modeling career oh good i mean go check out my instagram bro. <laughs> did you just plug your instagram to me god damn it but everybody once again thank you for coming out to the two degrees podcast and joining us with Sarah santos but of course why do you put you your face so far into the camera i just gotta get I'm in sorry, there because in the outro. You're... <laughs> but why hi everyone my name is Sarah santos i'm from africa and thank you so much for tuning in am i doing this right i think i think your your hut internet isn't well i think you need to reattach the if ethernet cable <laughs> I, yeah here in africa you can still hear what the internet sounds like <laughs> this is i think this is how we're gonna exit what does that sound like can you this is what does the internet sound like again <laughs> Book me for your voiceovers yeah. now. <laughs> that's, that's bringing back memories right there. <laughs>
Music by Kate Cole. If you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, tag us, whatever all the fun things people do when they like something. But most importantly, check out www.letsplayon.org for the Play On Foundation and lend your voice in bringing awareness to the neurological research for brain aneurysm detection and prevention. My name's Chavi. See you next time on the Two Degrees Podcast.